Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here on Blog Talk Radio. We are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at 347-989-8899 or, of course, on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com. I thank you for making this the number one listen to medical program here in South Florida, and we will get on with the show very shortly. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here at Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. On Tuesday at 4, as unexpectedly as this program developed, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making us the number one listen to health radio program here in Southwest Florida on the Internet. And as usual, I do have an attitude of gratitude uh, for all of your listeners and all of your likes on Facebook, all your emails. And I always tell you that uh, po- positi- positivity is contagious. Uh, you know, you, it's worth uh, catching because research is showing that people who display positive emotions like gratitude and forgiveness boost their immune systems, lower their blood pressure, and have generally fewer symptoms of illnesses. Positive people also typically experience better sleep and increased tolerance for aches and pains, and they have stronger relationships. So with an attitude of gratitude, welcome to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. I'm going to take this time now to uh, thank uh, Dr. Mark Starr, who on a short notice and with a migraine headache uh, was on our program last week. Uh, even in uh, not even while he was not feeling good, there's a lot of great information that uh, you can get uh, from listening to that show. And all our shows are archived, so uh, if you need to listen, just go to uh, blogtalkradio.com. You can put just Dr. Ron in the search put, put, uh, block, and you'll, you'll come up with our shows. So thank you, Dr. Mark Starr. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Mr. Ma- Mark Blatstein. Mark was also an incredible guest. Both those guests came by way of Dr. Jerry Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, today's program, it started out by just Dr. Smith and I talking about what, he said, what title, what do you want to talk about this week? I said, well, there's so many lies in medicine. Uh, why don't we talk about that? And he said, well, let me, let me look into that too. And he came up with 12 myths. And before I introduce our permanent guests, 
Uh, I'm going to bring two studies together for you and see if we can start the program uh, in this way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, more Americans have kicked their smoking habit, right, than ever, right? We're more active. A recent Gallup poll found that over 50% of Americans are doing some type of exercise three times a week. So that's the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is that life expectancy in the United States has dropped for the first time in almost a quarter of a century. At a time when medical technology has gone beyond our wildest dreams and who has a Fitbit and other kind of tracking devices telling us what time to stand up, sit down, it's, it's really unbelievable. But when you hear the reasons behind it, it boils down to the fact that the more trust we put in the FDA and the big pharmaceutical companies, the less time we may have to enjoy our golden years. While some statisticians are trying to smooth over this recent life expectancy drop as nothing more than a statistical blip, others think it's a pretty big deal. Life expectancy is the best indicator there is of the well-being of a population, especially according to Dr. Philip Morgan, who studied population data at the University of North Carolina. He says the fact that it's leveling off in the United States is a striking finding. But here's the thing. While another dip in life expectancy has happened before, that it was in 1993, that was specifically connected to an increase in deaths from AIDS, accidents, and homicides. This one, which is based on 2015 data, is being blamed on an uptick in deaths from conditions such as heart and kidney disease, strokes, diabetes, and Alzheimer's. Think about that. While experts are saying that it's difficult to pinpoint one particular cause as the reason, it's absolutely shocking that we haven't made more progress in treating these diseases, especially since the big pharmaceutical company's focus is on creating tremendously expensive drugs for these conditions. Why, over the last few years, I've told you, and my guests have told you, about half a, new, new, half a dozen new diabetes drugs and a bunch of risky new high-tech drugs to lower your cholesterol. And that's not to mention how many millions of Americans are now popping statins, one of the, one of the myths we'll get to, proton pump inhibitors, which I told you a couple of weeks ago, increase your risk of a stroke, as well as drugs for high blood pressure and to treat and prevent various heart problems. Obviously, a lot of these so-called treatments aren't worth the prescription pads they write on. While experts are anxiously awaiting the more current 2016 numbers to come in, you don't have to wait another minute, ladies and gentlemen, to start making use of some real tried-and-true ways not to become part of that statistic. Heart disease. Toss all those low-fat foods in the trash. Plenty of research has confirmed that not only don't full-fat dairy products cause heart disease, but that a dairy fat found like in, in butter, uh, by the way, can significantly reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. And while you're cleaning out your kitchen cupboards, also trash any processed foods. And does, does Dr. Jerry tell you a lot about that? containing partially hydrogenated oils. Even the FDA, which claims that it's in the process of phasing them out, says that they are causing 
over 20,000 heart attacks and 7,000 deaths a year. How about kidney disease? If your kidneys aren't in tip-top shape, numerous drugs can tilt the balance and cause serious kidney damage. And what am I talking about? Statins, antiviral drugs like Tamiflu, which also happens to be about worthless, PPIs, and numerous non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like Advil and Aleve, and diabetes. Here's another reason to ditch the statins. Numerous studies that we've talked about have found that these cholesterol-lowering drugs can cause type 2 diabetes. To me, this is a frightening link, and it's been confirmed again and again by researchers who discovered that meds like Lipitor and Crestor can even turn perfectly healthy people into diabetics. So that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Whatever the new statistics reveal, that is the ones from 2016, one thing we do know is that despite the boatloads of drugs that most Americans are taking, it does not appear to be helping us to live longer. Now, my second take on this is this. So we, 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 had, we had this article on uh, life expectancy, really not helping us very much, but there was another article that came out. And let me, let me be the one to put these two together. Okay, the first one says that Americans, American cholesterol levels are finally reaching mainstream targets, okay, down to their lowest level in ages. That was the second headline, right? And the other headline we'll bring together is our life expectancy is decreasing. Decreasing. So, you know, all the physicians are out there celebrating with another round of golf, right? But here's the story they're not celebrating. It's the latest numbers that we just talked about. The average American life expectancy has dropped for the first time in decades. Maybe we can get a T-shirt that says, uh, my country has perfect cholesterol and all I got was a lousy life expectancy. All right, so we have lowered life expectancy and great cholesterol because of so many people on statin drugs. The mainstream is pretending there's no link at all between lower cholesterol and shorter life expectancy. But come on, are you buying that if you're a regular listener to this program? I know you're not. They've been pushing this great cholesterol myth for decades, now promising us longer and healthier lives. If only we would bring down our cholesterol. And if you can't bring them down on your own, you know what? We'll give you a medication to do it. Well, now it's happened. Those levels are down, and we're not getting those longer and healthier lives that they promised us. The reason is simple, ladies and gentlemen. You need the very cholesterol they're trying to scare away. Yes, even that bad cholesterol is essential. So the new report that finds both total levels and LDL levels dropping by 15 points in my opinion, it's not worth celebrating at all. It's, if anything, we should be worried about it. The other numbers, the plunging life expectancy, show deaths up across the board with some of the biggest jumps in heart disease, Alzheimer's, and kidney disease. So will your doctor tell you uh, uh, your cholesterol will make all these conditions worse? Well, he's wrong. If you have a high cholesterol, it will not make them worse. A 2009 study found that two-thirds of patients hospitalized for a heart attack had a normal cholesterol, and had half of that half of them had an optimal, picture-perfect cholesterol. 
If high cholesterol is such a big heart attack risk factor, how could that be? If you're a kidney patient, high cholesterol will cut your risk of death from the disease, guess this, by 24%. Your brain needs cholesterol. When your levels drop too low, it can, it, the brain can't make neurotransmitters. That leads to a brain fog. You know, foggier than London, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why drugs that cut cholesterol can also cause memory loss. Even the FDA has warned you about that risk. Dear friends, please don't wait for the next warning. We're in the home stretch now of 2016, which means you're about to get slammed with a lot of stuff about nonsensical diet advice and how to have a happy and healthy new year. Feel free to tune it all out because new studies show that if you follow the mainstream guidelines, you may not make it to 2018. Not to be so blunt about it, but ladies and gentlemen, that's why we have Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. With that, we have uh, two great permanent guests on this program, guest hosts, really. We have Dr. Jerry Smith from uh, Pennsylvania. Dr. Jerry? How are you, sir? I am fine like wine. And Dr. Dan, how are you surviving, sir? I know you had a bad fall today. Yep, I did, but here I am. I'm still alive, thank God. I didn't I didn't break anything. I just squeaked well, a few uh, areas of the body and uh, uh, took care of it. And then with a little help from you, it's even better, Dr. Ron. And uh, good afternoon to you and to Dr. Jerry. Well... You heard how I opened the program about lowered life expectancy. Although we spend the most of any developed country, we have the highest mortality morbidity. Uh, just, it's just incredible, Jerry, uh, what's going on. And I'm getting so much feedback about the title of our program. People say, why haven't you talked about this more? Well, and we really have talked about the myths of, uh, in medicine, but we, we sort of interspersed them in our normal conversation. So maybe we could do what uh, you, you are, were kind enough to send a, a list about the uh, different myths, and there, there's there's a hundred more. I must must tell you, at least <laughs> this, uh, maybe we'll talk about the ones Dr. Jeremy sent in, like the uh, uh, myths about cardiovascular exercises, vaccines, fluoride, gener- uh, GMO crops, sun exposure. I'd I'd like to keep that one myself. Saturated fat causing heart disease, artificial sweeteners. How many times have we talked about them? Are they really safe? Do they really help you to lose weight? And is soy really a health food? Uh, and and milk and low fat diets. So, Dr. Jerry, uh, would you want to start <coughs> the uh, this program off uh, with a, a list of myths that, that you prepared for us? Well, yeah, some of them are like common ones about fluoride, for example. You know, people think it's uh, safe because, you know, the American Dental Association says, you know, protect your teeth. And and the research is actually showing it's the topical fluoride that's more beneficial than the fluoride that's being ingested. The bottom line is even at one part per million, and that's what's in the so-called public water supply. And by the way, you cannot homogeneously spread fluoride in public water so that Every ounce of water has the exact same part per million recommended dosage of one part per million. And the bottom line is the the medical literature shows even at that low level, it can cause osteoporosis. It can cause calcification in the brain, especially the pineal gland and the the hippocampus, which is your behavioral uh, center of the brain. 
Um, you know, it's just a myth. Uh, Dr. Yami, uh, John Yamianis wrote a book called Fluoride, the Aging Factor. It actually ages your skin. It'll make it more wrinkly and, and rough it, it, because it's suppressing your thyroid function, which then causes your skin to become very rough like elephant hide, literally. So, you know, this is a big myth. Uh, there's so many studies done. There was one done in New Zealand. Um, 60,000 students or, you know, children, and there was no difference in the fluoridated areas versus the non-fluoridated areas. And one of the fallacies, uh, Dr. Ron, I think that that is not looked at by the investigators, fluoride suppresses thyroid function. When you have a low thyroid function, the eruption of the teeth are delayed. Well, heck, if your teeth are delayed in eruption, you're not going to show cavities so early. So, it, you know, it's a farce that it's really preventing the tooth decay. You remember in that book, too, Dr. Yamianas showed us how, how the, the, the naturally high fluoridated areas had all the bone fractures? Oh, absolutely. It makes them more brittle. And not yeah. only that, the darn, uh, but the poor enamel, the teeth become actually weakened and won't even hold restorative materials properly. So, you know, it's a scam when they, they start, you know, pushing fluoride and they even have it in drinking water for babies. I mean, it's it's ludicrous. I mean, yeah. it's nuts. It's, it's, it's one of the most uh, carcinogenic substances on the planet, and it can cause cancer faster than pretty much any substance. It, it blocks the electron transfer in the mitochondria of the cells so that you can't produce, you know, ATP, good quality energy. But it's okay to brush Jerry, your teeth with it. Yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. Um, um, Dr. Dr. McCullough says that the only way fluoride is good is if it's put on the teeth, do you agree with that or? Yeah, externally. I, I just mentioned that when you apply it topically, that that'll you know help. But internally, uh, you're going to create havoc. I mean, it just goofs up the whole chemistry of the body. So, in other words, when we go for our teeth cleaning and they want to apply the fluoride treatment, that's okay. Do me a favor. Put nitrogen in your tires. It'll preserve them. At your age, Dr. Dan, you don't have to worry about it. No, well, probably not. I still have my teeth, too, thank God. <laughs> well, uh, Dan, from what I've read, and I'm not the expert, but from what I read, yeah. uh, the right, I'm not his. Mill millimeters, and it's gone, and it's in your system. So it, it, yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah, the bottom line is, you know, it's, again, uh, they're trying to hustle people uh, with this toxic substance. I mean, just think about it. The industry, because I helped defend uh, the local community to, to block getting fluoride in the water. And, you know, I had to do my homework for this because we were going up against the mayor and the fire chief and, you know, all the other executives of the local township. And um, the warnings on on the canisters that are shipped or that if there's any leftover, you must return it to the manufacturer for disposal because it's so damn toxic. You know, it's not like chlorine, Dr. Dan or Dr. Ron, where mm -hmm. if you got a spill, it, it vaporizes and that's the end of it. Uh, you need special equipment and, and um, you know, special skills to handle a fluoride spill. It, it's uncontrollable. In fact, the fire chief said that, God forbid, if there was a spill in our township, we don't have the equipment, we don't have the training to handle a fluoride spill. Mm. And, and on top of that, it, it corrodes the, the valves and the pipes so that it gets even more expensive to replace all this hardware to, to keep the damn stuff flowing.
Well, is it of any use in uh, younger people, in the, let's say my grandchildren or Yeah, children? It'll, it'll help stunt their growth. Well, I'm talking about applied topically. Uh, maybe. The, the big thing is diet. You know, stay yeah. away from the refined sugar. That's mm-hmm. the big culprit. Uh, when you eat too much sugar, you're feeding the uh, strep mutans, which is the you know cavity-producing bacteria, um, mm-hmm. and you're making them out too acidic. So, you know, and, and the, the diet thing is for whole health. You know, it's not just your teeth. Right. Okay. So that was one. So fluoride, uh, fluoride, fluoride is one mess. We, 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 you know, we could be the MythBusters now, like the television show. Just, well, just knock that one out quickly, of the park. Yeah, real quickly, the, the Cliff Notes version on the history of fluoride is very fascinating. They were using it to cleanse the uranium to produce the bomb in the Manhattan Project, and oh, what okay. happened was the uh, the glass in the, around, actually was up near Manhattan. It was on the Jersey side where they were working at it, Dupont the military and the U.S. government in a secret project. And the bottom line is the, the animals were on their knees, the pigs, the cows, you know, the horses. They, they couldn't walk. They had severe arthritic pains. The farmers were sick. The, the glass on the windows of the houses were all etched. And what happened was they, they filed a suit against, the, you know, DuPont, the military and the government, class action suit. And they couldn't allow a trial to actually transpire because it would come out that they're using fluoride to cleanse the uranium to making a bomb. So they sent out all their experts around the country to espouse how wonderful fluoride is and how beneficial it is, and they basically stonewalled them and shot down their lawsuit. Mm. See, people don't – you don't see that in the history books. Never. You don't, I know. You don't hear it on the news either. Right. Wow. The Manhattan Project. Well, that's right. Yep. So, brings, back, you know, brings back memories. Yeah, and, and the other unfortunate despicable act by our own NIH was they did a study and they spent taxpayer money in the tune of, I think it was 2 to $3 million, 39,000 school children. And guess what? There was no benefit in the fluoridated areas versus non-fluoridated areas. And Dr. Yamayanis, under the Freedom of Information Act, requested the data so he could, you know, double-check it and all. They would not give him the the tabulated data. They sent him 20,000 pages of raw data. He spent $50,000 of his own money and had three universities, you know, triple-checking the math and the calculations. And that's where he found out that there was no benefit from the fluoride. But these scoundrels spent public money, you know, wasted it, and they wouldn't publish the results because they knew it was egg on their face. They just made you think that the fluoride helped, but they didn't publish the real results. Sure. It's just like, um, who was it? Well, they cherry-picked. Yeah, exactly. What's that, Ron? They They cherry-picked the data that they wanted to. Uh, to publicize and to get through the FDA, and they right. like uh, they they put away the studies that showed there was no benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that's proven now. I mean that's that's in books. Right. So if you ever want to read the book, it's called Fluoride: The Aging Factor. Uh, it's interesting, you know. Even fluoride causes acne. It's in the uh, dermatologic uh, literature. Uh, you know, it can cause headaches. You know, multitude Reduced of problems. IQ. How about oh, the IQ in, in infants. 
big time. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. So, you know, you know, I want to, I want to just. I want to just, yeah. you know, this this gives me a little segue into. I was going to not talk about this, leave this till next year, but uh, have you or Dr. Dan have you heard about the 21st Century Cures Act? No. Well, Cures Di- Act. Obama signed it. It, it. They signed they signed it into law last week. Oh, it the forces Cures the Act. FDA to approve more drugs faster than ever, and with even less evidence to back them up. And what 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 made me think about this is. Uh, uh, you said about cliff notes. The FDA was forced to accept data summaries known as cliff notes, versions of the data, instead of all the data details needed for the, to make a decision. Now, do you think the FDA is really looking out for us? No way. Yeah. Is this like Obamacare, which they act, never read, they passed it? Same idea? No, the, the, the 21st Century Drug Act is passed, called the Dark Act. And drug okay. companies will even be allowed to market off-label uses of drugs to insurance companies, uh, which in the past they've been forbidden to do uh, do because off-label meant that the drug wasn't approved for any of those conditions and there was no studies. Now, mm-hmm. even though there's no studies, they can market the drug for off-label uses. Mm-hmm. Now, there's more to this this act, and we'll get into it another time. I mean, there's supposedly billions set uh, set aside for cancer, but it's just it's just words because it has to be approved every year in the budget, and you know you know that that's not going to happen. But you know, when Jerry said the cliff note versions, well, our drugs are now going to be approved by cliff notes instead of the seventy, eighty thousand pages of data that the drug company now can just uh, take out the data they want. And, and pre- present it to the FDA. It's going to go through anyway. Now, yeah, plus scary? the scientists you know, don't have enough ammunition to fight back. Yeah, it's just it's just a scary situation we're in. That's why we need shows like this one and and others that that can point out to the to the public what you know what they're up against. Uh, well, there's and, also aren't there, there's websites that you know dangerous show the interactions of of drugs. You know, it's bad enough. The drug by itself is deleterious, but when you start combining things, uh, you know, the, the offshoots of the breakdown products can be worse than the original drug. Absolutely. And then, you know, not, you know this is getting a little off subject, but, I mean, I see senior citizens getting, getting the same doses as, as young athletes. Uh, it, you know, they, they don't take into account the aging of, of the internal organs, the immune system, the liver, and so forth. And and no wonder our our, our seniors are falling down and fracturing oh, and also, hips. Yeah, when they're taking right, multiple right. drugs, yeah. yeah, they 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 get the uh, hallucinations. You know, they think Obama's a good president, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think they can they think they can drive. We have all these right. famous drivers here in Florida. You know, they think they can. They're good drivers. <laughs> Drivers, like the headless horseman, very good. And do they, and do they still push you around, Doctor Ron? Do they still push you around at the buffet, waiting in line at the the, the early bird special? <laughs> yeah, well, you got to fight right. if you want to go there. Got to fight. Got to bring your walker. Okay. Uh, hey, let's, so, let's, yeah, let's it, beat up a little. Let's beat up a little bit about sun because uh, down in Florida okay. now we're we're having our second summer. Our, our winter uh, only lasted two weeks. And you know we're having 85, 90 degree weather this week, and I have 91 yesterday. We broke the old time record in this area. That's amazing. We are definitely in summer. Well, you know it's interesting. The 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 sun the suntan lotions that are produced 
by the chemical manufacturers or the same companies that produce the chemotherapy. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to let's talk about that as we get into okay. that vitamin D and sun because uh, and then we're, but let, let's just maybe right from the beginning ask our uh, listeners that to tune to uh, go on their web and uh, their their computer and look up EWG which means environmentalworkinggroup.org and put their sunscreen in there and see if it's carcinogenic or not, okay? EWG.org. They 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 do lipsticks and everything, so See, see if you're taking a product that you really should be putting on your skin. And a, a couple of weeks ago, I, I thought that women use uh, two and a half pounds of lipstick in their lifetime. I've been corrected, and I've been sent an article that shows they're up to nine pounds of lipstick. Oh average woman puts on their lips in a lifetime, nine pounds. And if they're getting mm. it from China, that means nine pounds of lead and arsenic. Yeah, but it lasts longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You end up you end up in the memory care center. Right. Look, non-smokers, wait, listen to this. Non-smokers who stay out of the sun had a life expectancy that is similar to smokers who stayed in the sun. And that was studying 30,000 women in Sweden this year. They now, were the topless this ones. <laughs> they got a lot of sun up there. Okay. Avoiding the sun is a risk factor for death similar in magnitude to smoking. Okay, this was published uh, March 21st, Journal of Internal Medicine. Compared with those with the highest exposure, life expectancy for those who avoided the sun, life expectancy dropped 0.6 to 2.1 years. Now, I have the American Dermatology Association have we've been getting some bad advice from the sun you know about avoiding sun I you know look there's no doubt right severe sunburn especially if it occurs early in life may promote melanoma but these these uh it do, it doesn't really uh, actually there's been there has been studies now that show that the chemicals like Dr. Jerry just told you about that get absorbed into the uh, Below the epidermis, they're the ones that cause the uh, cells to mutate. So we've been bombarded about the dangers of sun by so-called experts and the mainstream media. <laughs> you me. know, However, yeah, doctor, because yeah, it is doctor. one of the most pervasive and inaccurate myths that we are going to be talking about. Okay, please don't be under that misunderstanding. This myth has contributed to massive amounts of disease and illnesses. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk more about the sun and vitamin D. Now, Dr. Jerry, what were you going to come in with? Yeah, basically, when you're out in in the sun and you're perspiring, if your body's toxic, you know, the skin's like the one of the biggest excretory glands of the body. So you're literally pouring out poisons through your skin. And from my humble opinion... A lot of the skin cancer is coming from the fact that these chemicals are then, you know, being trapped in the epidermis or the outer layer of your skin, you know, from the, the perspiration process, and that's why you're getting, you know, the mutations in the skin cancer. You mean the sunscreen, Jerry? No, just chemicals in general, because, just, look, the American Indians, they ran around naked, basically, and they didn't have rampant uh, skin cancer. Right, right. But they didn't have a toxic environment like we have today. All these farmers that were out in the field, too. I I never heard about a lot of skin cancer in the farmers or 
who were out there for years. Yeah. In the Except Midwest. when they start using pesticides. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. These researchers to go through this study, though, they studied sun exposure as a risk factor for all-cause mortality in these women, okay, and uh, with no history of malignancy in a prospective 20-year follow-up from the Melanoma Society. So women who uh, did not use... Uh, the sunscreen had no no melanoma compared to women who did use the sunscreen. So, this, of course, they didn't go into what in this article what I'm looking about is looking for was the type of sunscreen. They don't go into that, but the environmental working group is uh, noted to as a place to go and check out your sunscreen. So, what about vitamin D in the sun? Right, the results. Uh, I think it's just about. There's no doubt in my mind. You need vitamin D. Okay. Absolutely. Now, well, Dr. You know, Jerry and I can we 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 can debate whether it's D2 or D3. It's definitely yeah. not just regular old D, but you need vitamin D. Absolutely. But you know what's interesting? When you get the sunburn, the vitamin D that's produced from the ultraviolet, you know, light, basically is pulling the calcium out of the tissue, and that's why it burns. You know, back in the 30s and 40s. Uh, Royal Lee, who was the founder of Standard Process Vitamin Company, was saying that if you take like calcium lactate, which is non-dairy, uh, you know, origin source, and flax oil, and you take it on an hourly basis, and you start, let's say, a day before that you're going to be out on the beach or whatever, it, the flax oil is a diffuser pushing the calcium back into the skin, so you don't get burned. I don't use sunscreen personally, and when I go out in the sun, if I'm going to be out in any hot areas. I will, you know, start like a day before and start taking like four calcium lactate, you know, every hour with the uh, two pearls of flax oil. And, uh, you know, I don't get burned. Right. That and vitamin B1, uh, Dr. Lee, would, yeah. would, would also promote the natural B1, though. Right. All right. You know what I have here, ladies and gentlemen, I, I as we were talking, I pulled up the list of environmental work groups, uh, the worst sunscreens. Banana Boat Kids, Copper Tone Water Babies, Copper Tone Sunscreen Continuous Spray, Copper Tone Sunscreen Lotion for Kids, Copper Tone Foaming Lotion Sunscreen for Kids, Copper Tone Water Babies, CVS Baby Sunstick, CVS Kids Wet and Dry Sunscreen, Equate Kids, Hampton Sun Continuous Mist Sunscreen, Neutrogena Wet Skin, Neutrogena Wet Skin for Kids, Up and Up Kids Sunscreen, SPF 55. I'll put them on my Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> but that's their top ones they say to avoid. And the reason they say that is because they have uh, an unhealthy dose of hormones in them, oxybenzone, right? As a common uh, sunscreen ingredient, as they say, penetrates the skin and gets into the bloodstream. So, Dan, as you were saying, you know, it, it, there's a sunscreen gets into the bloodstream and acts like estrogen, right? Right. And that's been that's that's been linked to endometriosis. Hello. Once you open your pores, correct? Well, yeah. You you get hot, your pores are open. You get this uh, this this uh, chemical in it gets into your bloodstream. Starts Hello. acting like hormones. Right. Yep. All right. So what what happens is these sunscreens, in my opinion, give you a false sense of security. You know, you think you're using a 50 SPF. Uh, but that's only against UVB rays anyway, 
okay? And then how, the, I, I've been reading about the sunscreen sprays. How about the inhalation risks? I mean, nobody talks about it. Good I point. can't find any good stuff on it. Never uh, heard you're inhaling about these, it. Hailing these, inhaling these chemicals right into your lungs. Yeah, but at least your lungs won't get sunburned. <laughs> well, what a way to get what a way to get it into your into your into your, into your body. <laughs> when you talk All right, about ladies and gentlemen, be careful yeah. of your sunscreens. Uh, I'll, I'll let Dr. Jerry tell you about the flaxseed oil and vitamins again. The Environmental Working Group recommends shirts, hats, shorts, and you know, to to shield yourself. Find a shade or make it if you feel hot. Don't forget your sunglasses. Avoid the heavy, intense sun, and <clears throat> and just go and enjoy yourself, okay? Yeah. As far as vitamin D goes, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry, um, all right, we get vitamin D from the sun. Now, uh, where you are, Dr. Jerry, you might not get too much right now or January and February, where, where we all used to be, uh, because of those uh, um, cloudy, cloudy months. And um, those chemtrails. They're blocking all the sun. Yeah. <laughs> right, the chemtrails too, correct. Um, what about um, taking vitamin D every day now? Uh, uh, the protection, do you, uh, you recommend that, of course. Yeah, I do. I mean, I use I take pre- it. Yeah, I take, but I, I use Premier Research as one source that I take uh, because it's D3 and it's it's active form. It's a living uh, form that he produces and then uh, Bob Marshall. Uh, and also... Uh, standard process has a real good uh, D3 in a tablet form, and then also another company that I use is Touchstone Essentials, where it's in a, a vegetable. It's a mushroom source. It's D2, which the kidneys then convert it to D3. So, yeah, I mean, I take it on a daily basis. It's it's not only you know for your skin, but it's it's a fantastic immune booster. Um, you know, right. the ca- cancer therapies don't work uh, unless you have adequate D3 levels in your blood, so it's extremely important. And you want, what, 50 to 70? That's a great point. That's a great, great point. Yeah. So what's interesting is about 60, I think, is nanograms per deciliter um, Mm -hmm. is a good level. Uh, And the thing is, it takes you, you know, maybe a year of taking oil-based D to to overdose, you know, to to get it to a toxic level, so you're not going to hurt yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. I think okay. the great thing about vitamin D, uh, we have a blood test, okay? And if you're yeah, under 50, you, yeah, you need to be supplementing. And and uh, the uh, there was a Dr. Hollick, H-O-L-I-C-K, which I was going to bring up later. He did a study on the, that involved nurses, uh, and they, he found that the highest blood levels of, of hydroxy vitamin D, average around 50. That's the number we've been talking about. Yeah. It reduced the risk of breast cancer by 50%. And that was confirmed by, by a Canadian study. So what Dr. Jerry said is absolutely correct. Uh, you need to improve your uh, vitamin D status. Yeah, well, also, it just sparked a little light bulb in my head talking about the cancer issues. Uh, I just started eating apricot kernels. Uh, why? Because it has laetro in it, B17. And what happens is there's a minute amount of cyanide. You say, oh, cyanide is poisonous. Well, yeah, to cancer cells, when you eat the raw kernels, and, you know, you only need about six a day, the cancer cells pull in the carbohydrates from the, the nut. 
along with the cyanide, and it doesn't have an adequate antioxidant uh, mechanism to, you know, fight off the uh, cyanide, so it kills the cancer cells. And and the reason why this is so important is because you can get chemotherapy, but that's not going to kill the cancer stem cells, and that's why cancer keeps coming back. You can kill the cancer cells, but you don't kill the stem cells, and the darn thing keeps coming back. When you use the apricot kernels with B17, amygdalic acid, it literally will kill the stem cells, the cancer stem cells. What are the apricot kernels? Uh, that's not the dried... They, no, you they, don't want the dried. You want the raw. You want the raw apricot kernels, and okay. they're not sun-dried. And, you know, they taste a little bit bitter. They look exactly like an almond, but mm-hmm. you just chew them up. And so I just take a little stevia and some water and, you know, wash it down. But it's it's no big deal, and you do it on a regular basis, you know. It's a great preventative, and if you do have cancer, uh, it certainly is going to go after. It's kind of like IPT treatment, insulin potentiation where you lower mm-hmm. the blood sugar with insulin and you give a chemotherapeutic agent at one-tenth the dose. And the bottom line is the cancer sucks in the uh, sweetener that you put along with it, the chemo, and it goes right into the cancer cell and kills it. Is there any protection from the dried apricots that I eat every day and the almond milk that I use? Well, be careful with the almond milk because a lot yeah. of times they they put carrageenan in it, which is... Um, I- a, an inflammatory, uh, of course, systemic inflammation. So be careful. A lot of them have it as a thickening agent in the almond milk. It, it's so inexpensive. You can make it yourself. You just buy raw almonds, grind them up, add some water, and if you go on YouTube, they'll give you all these different recipes of, you know, raw honey you could put in there and, mm-hmm. you know, a few other little salt, you know, as a preservative, sea salt, and make your own, and it's cheap as dirt. Okay. All right, so one thing to remember, ladies and gentlemen, vitamin D is a hormone, right. really an important hormone, and we forget about that, I think. You don't hear that mentioned. It is a hormone, and as Dr. Jerry indicated, it can reduce colorectal cancer, prostate cancer by 30 to 50%, and that's a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big deal. So when do, you get, when, when do most people get the flu? All right. Well, down in Florida, it's a little bit different, but if you're in the northeast, central part of the United States where it's cold, it's when you don't have the sun. And vitamin D is really important for fighting infections like the flu, like the cold. Okay? So um, have your vitamin D level checked. If it's not around that 50 microgram level, you know, you need to supplement. You may have to take five or 10,000 units a day. My, I would also recommend you supplement it when you take vitamin D. You take one to 200 milligrams of vitamin K, the one made from seaweed. Really important to balance that, that, that vitamin D out. All right, so you can get your vitamin D levels checked if you, uh, your doctor won't do it. There's a D Action Project. You can just uh, call them and... Uh, They'll send you a measurement kit, and you follow the instructions, and uh, you can do it at home, okay? Yeah, be just careful. Remember, they don't like to cover it with the insurance companies. Uh, I've been no, just through. pay for it. Just, just pay yeah, for you it. Know, so you either pay for it or get the free kit. That's the answer, yeah, I guess. Just, yeah. Okay. Just remember, this, this is an important subject because 75% of the world's population is vitamin D deficient, and most people don't even know it, okay? 
75% of the world population, ladies and gentlemen. So this is a really an important subject. So we recommend this uh, supplementation, get out in the sun. And, you know, we didn't even get around to talking about the magnetic ballast in, in our lights and how they contribute to uh, cancer and, and, and uh, poor uses of vitamin D. But that, that, that for another time. Just know that you can get your vitamin D level checked, get out in the sun. Uh, when your shadow is... Uh, uh, smaller than you are, and that's the peak time to get vitamin D absorption and uh, <laughs> take vitamin D. Okay, we, we, did we beat that one up enough, gentlemen? I think so. I think but the, the common one is soy. You know, so many people have been misled to believe that soy uh, is like the miracle food. You know, was it 90% today is like genetically modified by Monsanto? And, um, you know, the, in, when it was in baby formulas, the poor babies were forming goiters because it was suppressing, you know, thyroid activity. And the darn soy, um, unfortunately, is linked to a malnutrition, the unfermented soy, digestion, uh, the digestive distress, immune system breakdown, thyroid dysfunction, cognitive decline, reproductive disorders and infertility. Uh, it's it's linked to, you know, breast cancer, brain damage, infant abnormalities, thyroid disorders, kidney stones, immune impairment, uh, allergies to foods, impaired fertility, and dangers during pregnancy. So other than that, it's a wonderful food. Yeah. <laughs> Available at your local Asian restaurant. <laughs> right, right. And I understand most of your soy now is genetically modified. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you understand by genetically modified? What do I understand by it? What do you understand by it? Yeah. Well, they, they, they've uh, they've engineered it so that they can produce it, um, produce more, and uh, uh, at, at at a cheaper price, and uh, make more money. And at the same time, when it's uh, genetically modified, it's it's actually a poison. It's actually hurting us. Well, just let me like let me, let me just, just tell you about our, our present president. He not only signed the 21st Century Drug Act, he signed the DARK Act, which stands for Deny Americans the Right to Know. And why am I oh. bringing that up? Because that it lets the Monsantos of the world gives them free reign not to put on the label that the foods contain GMOs. Okay? In other words, if you're going to have a Franken food, you don't even know it because of the Dark Act. They do not have to put it on the label. Now, I think that's a big deal. I just brought something at Publix a few days ago. Well, actually, uh, my wife did. She brought it home. I took a look, and for some reason, in very small print, it said, this contains genetically modified material. Wow, that's that's a well, surpriser. Yeah. Now that yeah, is a surpriser. That. You know what happened to that? Publix is well, good. I took it right back. Well, and let I me told just, them about let me it. just I said, you tell you this. Eye on this. You know. That what we don't know about GMOs, to me, is more frightening than what we do know. Okay, we do know that these food crops are saturated with glyphosate, right? There's that Roundup again. Right, glyphosate, right? Possible carcinogen, right? 
Yeah, and it's causing right. intestinal leaky gut. Yep. So there, you know, the FDA—they're they, protecting us, Jerry and Dan. They—they they were supposed to test for it, but I have a note to myself here. Just last month, the agency announced it suspended the plan soon after it was started, uh, and it wasn't sure exactly how it was going to do it and when it was going to redo, restart it. All right, so let, let's just stick with GMO for a second because I did have a list for this. Watch yeah. out for corn, soy, and canola. Okay, so this means things like cornbread stuffing, corn muffin mixes. You need to see something that says certified organic or it's labeled GMO-free. Okay? Also, corn and soy ingredients can turn up in other places such as sauces, gravy mixes, prepared soups, even desserts and sides like cranberry sauce. Okay? And... Please be careful of sweeteners like high fructose corn syrup. Hey, and you think your vegetarians you're safe? Uh-uh. If you're cooking for someone who doesn't eat meat or turkey, remember veggie burgers, fake meat, and tofu, unless organic, all contain this GMO soy. The mm-hmm. same goes for oils made from the, uh, these top three GMO crops. Yeah, well, you know, so they, be- they mislabel it. They call it vegetable oil. So they don't yep. call it soy oil; they call it vegetable oil. Yeah, and then the canola, canola oil, which is canola. It's you know from Canada. It's called canola oil. It's oil you could use it in your in your car. You just don't yeah, want to buy right. it. Yeah, So uh, so look, it's, ladies and gentlemen, you you know really read the labels. You it really it costs more to buy organic items. It really does, but it's worth it. Okay, it's insurance uh, policy what, that you use every day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, you're, you're, you have to take care of your your own health, uh, the way things are going in this country. We spend all this money, and we're dying faster than other countries. That's got to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Jer. Yeah, basically, we're, we're dying with our low-fat diets. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. For 50 years, Ansel Keys cherry-picked data that started us on the road to diabetes and obesity. Fifty years ago, he, he convinced everybody that, you know, we we did a, we did about two or three programs about Ansel Keys and his lies, but uh, he he picked the studies that fit his theory that low fat diets were good. So people that eat less fat, less protein, a lot of starch and sugars, and what did we end up with? Metabolic syndrome, obesity, diabetes, and heart and disease. everything that that and heart disease. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. So that's another, that's another big myth. Low fat diets. And the grains, that all segues into the grains. The, you know, they're too acidic and they actually will cause a, you know, decalcification. And when you get acidic, it lowers the oxygen level of the tissues, which then enhance what they call uh, anaerobic organisms that grow. And that's what cancer loves. You know, when you tell these doctors uh, especially oncologists that to, to stay off the sugar, they say, "Oh, it's all nonsense." And what do you do when you go into the chemotherapy rooms? Because I saw it with my wife when I went through this nonsense. They're feeding them donuts and and sugar yeah. cookies and crap. And you know, I I had to stop going. I said, "I, I you know, I love you. I can't I can't go in there because it just my blood pressure goes up twenty five points." Right. Yeah. I, right. I, I, 
Yeah, we know better, and they, they well, their their excuse is well, they're you know they're, they have a terminal disease. We're going to make just keep them happy, but all they're doing is uh, making it faster for them to die. Sorry to say. Absolutely, yep. Craziness. So, uh, you know, the other thing is, is, is what do you think about the gluten uh, as far as the, the, the grains that people are consuming now? Well, you know, the problem is again genetically modified. When I go to Europe periodically. Um, you know, I can eat the, the breads there because it's not genetically modified. I don't get the bloating, but it's the, you know, the genetically modified grains over here that really creates the uh, high glycemic index, which converts the, the starches into sugar very quickly. So that's why the people are getting so darn obese in our country because they're eating, uh, eating high glycemic index foods. And uh, that's the bottom line here is, you know, wholesome foods, you know, the body can handle. But when you start revving up the index, the sugar content skyrockets. Yeah, these grains and, and white potatoes have the same index as pure white sugar. You know? Right. And, uh, it, it, and so what to do, it, 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 if you're fortunate enough to, to have a lot of insulin, uh, your your insulin levels will be normal or high, but your cells will become resistant to it. And you can say, how can you have diabetes with normal insulin? Well, your body's taking care of that. It, it, it's not allowing all that sugar go, to go into the cells. Uh, so you have insulin-resistant diabetes, type 2 diabetes. So uh, this is all the result of diet. Another thing that I learned from Dr. Bruce Lipton was these genetically modified foods can attach to the DNA chromosomes hmm. and alter them, you know, because they cause leaky gut. They get in, they, they get attached to the chromosome. And one thing that I'm going to try and get him on the program because uh, he's just, uh, he, once you start looking at his videos on YouTube, you're done for a couple of days. Uh, but he talks a lot about epigenetics. Uh, and that you know you, you you are not doomed because of your DNA. Uh, yeah, it can, it can be it. altered. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, if if this junk can attach to it, you can detach it. You know, deconstructing a DNA, so to speak. Uh, and especially with all the chemicals, you know, with the average baby, you were saying it, what three thousand chemicals in their blood now. Yep. Yep. So you wonder why they're born with one kidney with uh, defective hearts, with defective livers, and cancer at young ages, because the poisons that are, you know, bathing the fetus during the development are affecting the development organs in the body. So they become dysfunctional. Absolutely. And and so, you know, that's probably what, not probably, but I sort of have made an executive decision. Next year we're going to talk a lot about inflammation and uh, autoimmunity. Because that probably is the basis of most of the chronic diseases that are killing us sooner than we should should be dead. So uh, next year, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a lot about these subjects, about pesticides, leaky gut, how it leads, leads to immunity, how it leads to us destroying our own bodies. Uh, and that's basically what we're doing. And with patents running out on some of the best-selling drugs in the uh, that these uh, pharmaceutical companies are making billions of dollars uh, from. You, you, you watch and see what they're going to come up with, and we go, we're going to have to be very, very careful. Well, that's why they passed that law, so that they can yep. sneak them through quickly. Just Has what the price is. 
higher. Yeah. All right, right. Like, like, like a. Uh, I can't believe the price of a Donatol tablet. I think, ladies and gentlemen, Donatol was a was a medicine that uh, was around <laughs> when I was in medical school in the early '60s. Now it's the thirty dollars a tablet. No. It's crazy. Yeah, it's thirty tablets run six hundred dollars. That's oh an God. old pill. Yeah. Thirty dollars. I. Isn't that incredible? That was for spastic uh, Collins, right? Yes, as they call in, uh, just gastritis Agita. or agitator, yeah, just take, too much yeah, acid. Magnesium, yeah, magnesium will relax your muscles. <laughs> yeah, but this was easy. You had a little bit of phenobarb in it and, and an antispasmodic. Hey. You, you took it for three or four days. It was great. Boy, you're child going back had, Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just just saying how we're going to be ripped off and that you, you really have to do your homework if you're going to be out there and uh, – and you, God forbid, you get sick. And you can prevent getting sick, though. That's I, I really learned that from Bruce Lipton. You, with a good positive attitude, and uh, using your subconscious mind, which is ninety percent of the time you're only using five percent consciousness, ninety-five percent of it is subconscious. But it takes a lot of work. I'm trying it. I, it it's tiring. Yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> really interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, when Bruce is one of my heroes, uh, talks about, you know, before the age of uh, six, you're imprinted with all these uh, bad uh, files, so to speak, from, uh, you know, the relatives, the friends around you with negative comments. Well, it actually goes back farther than that. You know, people say oh, about past lives. Well, personally, I don't buy into that concept. What I do buy into it's just like you buy a new computer. What's the first thing you do? You transfer your files over. So when an egg and a sperm unite, you're getting a transfer of maybe 10, 12 generations of craziness in the DNA and, and information. And the reason I bring that up, I had a patient who had severe, severe insomnia for 10 years. I mean, she was like sleep deprived. And, you know, we tried all kinds of nutritional things and you name it, uh, cyber scan, anything. The only thing that worked, she found a woman that decoded her from the psychological baggage that was transferred through her DNA, which was causing her a lot of uh, irritability and unrest. And since she went through that therapy, basically what Carol was you know, talking about you know, when we had her on the show, the woman sleeps through the night now. Mm. Yeah, we don't talk en- enough about the uh, mental, psychological, subconsciousness of, of disease, but sure. it, it's you, really you a critical it. component. Yeah. You know, when people are constantly... You know, Bruce you know, Lipton, talk, he talked about the Jesuits, and right. he said they would always say, you give me a child for six, the first six years of his life, <laughs> then you know, I don't, we don't have to worry about him anymore. Right, because he's brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they, all, all the all the the fundamentals are, are are put in us. Well, well, you know, this was a great subject. I can't believe an hour has passed already. Let me let me just uh, keep my uh, attorney happy here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. With that said, please uh, 
think about some of the uh, topics you heard about today, okay? Vitamin D, whole grains, soy, genetically modified uh, uh, organ uh, substances. We didn't get to talk about artificial sweeteners, but that's a big myth. They do not promote weight loss. They just program your brain to require something sweeter later on. So, you know, artificial sweeteners don't help with weight loss, and there's a host of problems taking them. Saturated fat does not, listen to me again, does not cause heart disease. Sun by itself does not cause skin cancer. GMO crops are not safe. They are not well tested. They have nothing to do with the economy except Monsanto's. Fluoride does not lower your risk of cavities, but it can increase your risk of a lot of other problems. Uh, we're not, we didn't get into vaccines, but you know they have glyphosate, aluminum, mercury. Uh, they are not as safe and effective, and they really have no long-term safety studies. So. You know, you really, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully next year we'll have a, a co-producer and we'll be able to take some, some calls. Uh, but these, these are things that we have to talk about, have to bring to the, bring to the forefront. Um, I just want to thank, but let's get to the end of the show, all the great guests we had this year. Uh, it's really been enlightening. I've learned a lot uh, from every, every guest that's been on the show. And... Uh, I'll talk over with uh, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, but I think next year, I think we will uh, concentrate on inflammation and autoimmunity. I think it's really important. And before I give the two two doctors on the show a chance to say goodbye, I want to just uh, repeat a Christmas poem. Twas the night before Christmas, he lived all alone in a one-bedroom house made of plaster and stone. I had come down the chimney with presents to give and to see who in this home did live. I looked all about, a stranger sight I did see. No tinsel, no presents, not even a tree. No stockings by the mantle, just boots filled with sand. On the wall hung pictures of far distant lands. With medals and badges, awards of all kinds, a sober thought came through my mind. For this house was different. It was dark and dreary. I found the home of a soldier once I could see clearly. The soldier lay sleeping, silent, alone, curled up on the floor in his one-bedroom home. The face was so gentle, the room was in such disorder, not how I pictured a United States soldier. Was this the hero of whom curled up on a poncho, the floor for a bed? I realized the families that I saw this night owed their lives to these soldiers who were willing to fight. Soon, around the world, the children would play and grown-ups would celebrate a bright Christmas day. They all enjoyed freedom each month of the year because of the soldiers like the one lying here. I couldn't help wonder how many lay alone on a cold Christmas Eve in a land far from home. The very thought brought a tear to my eye. I dropped to my knees and I started to cry. A soldier awakened and I heard a rough voice Santa, don't cry. My life is my choice. I fight for freedom. I don't ask for more. My life is my God, my country, my core. The soldier rolled over and drifted to sleep. I couldn't control it, but I continued to weep. I kept watch for hours so silent and still, and we both shivered from the cold night's chill. 
I didn't want to leave on that cold, dark night, this guardian of honor so willing to fight. Then the soldier rolled over with a voice soft and pure, whispered, Carry on, Santa. It's Christmas Day. All is secure. One look at my watch, and I knew he was right. Merry Christmas, my friend, and to all a good night. Written by a Marine. Wow. Fantastic. We have to remember our our servicemen who are not with us to, and their families to celebrate the holiday season. Mm. Dr. Well, Dan? in that light, I'd like to share something with you uh, as we sign off. Yes. There's only one happiness in this life, and that's to love and be loved. The rest is all tinsel. <laughs> yeah. You're, well, I, there's a lot to say about that. That's so true. Yeah. In, in in Christianity, there's only really two commandments, love God and, and love your neighbor. That's it. Yeah, but they also said love thy neighbor, but don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other commandment. <laughs> that's the 11th commandment. Yeah. That's the 11th commandment, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Dr. Well, I had fun, guys. It was... his audience. What's that? What's that, Ron? No, we I'm just sorry. want to sign out. I just want to sign out okay. thanking our servicemen and wishing everybody uh, a yeah. Merry Christmas, God, Happy God. Holiday, whatever you celebrate. Uh, because we we now won't be on the air till the first week of January. Oh, uh, no no they, program next week then? No, next week uh, well, there will be no program. That will be the uh, 27th. No. All right. Okay. We'll be back on uh, the 31st, maybe. Okay, 31st, and I'd like uh, to wish, wish uh, you, Ron and Jerry, and, and everyone out there a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a Happy Hanukkah to, to our Jewish friends because they're falling around the same time this year. It's wonderful. And God bless great. you all. Stay well, guys. See you well, next Jerry, year. Thank you for yeah, your you input. Too. Thanks for everything. and. Uh, uh, I'll get my date squared away, and we'll do a show next year. And uh, we'll we'll talk ahead of time so we can again plan like we did today. And I have some, uh, I do have some calls in for uh, Dr. Lipton and uh, 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 gosh, I can't think of Dan's last name for the Mayo Clinic. Uh, so we'll have some good guests next year. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Adios. Have Adios, a great amigos. Felicidades. Talk See you, you on the radio year. next year. Ciao. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on LockedTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.